Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Our church exists to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. For that reason, we want to take a moment and let you know about Growth Track. Growth Track is a three-week class designed to help you connect with us, discover who you are, and develop your leadership. Sign up for Growth Track and get more information at creekwoodchurch.com slash growthtrack or on our Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. I'm excited about sharing in the second week that we are in t- of this series called One Another. Let's say One Another together. One Another. It is a series about relationships, and I love talking about relationships. Relationships are so important in our life, and I, I think so many times we, we um, underestimate the power of the relationships that we can have in our life. And just to kind of work on your relationship skills today, why don't you turn to your neighbor, tell them you are, man, I'm glad you made it to church today. Now turn to the other person on the other, right, your second choice, and tell them I'm so glad you're sitting next to me because you need this today. Now, tap the person in front of you. I'm telling you, we are working on relationship skills today. Tap up the person in front of you and say, your hair looks really good today. (laughs) Some of y'all are like, really? My hair looks good? No. I do want to personally apologize to all of those that are bald. Uh, We're sorry, but your hair does look good. It looks perfect. (laughs) Now turn to the person behind you and tell them, you look just like my mother-in-law. Man, you look like my mother-in-law. You know, we're talking about relationships again, and the Bible has so much to say about relationships and what they can do in our life. And I don't know if you've ever started to notice how many one another's are in the Bible. And really, these, these one another's are, are powerful keys. They're powerful tools for us to be able to have powerful relationships. And just to kind of give you some of the examples here are a couple we, we can look at. There's love one another, forgive one another, accept one another, serve one another, honor one another, strengthen one another, be devoted to one another, pray for one another. How many of you know if you did those one another's, you would have amazing relationships? The one and others are powerful, and in this series, we are just looking at, at what does it look like when we bring those into our relationships. You know, it is so important and so critical for us to understand that we need the right voices in our life. You need the right people speaking into your life, and do you know that if you get the right voices in your life, You can make the right decisions. When you begin to get the the right decisions in your life, the the right voices in your life, and they they speak into your life, it, it, it just changes everything. Having the right people in our life, it is important. Why is it important for us to get the right people in our life? The reason why it's so important for us to get the right people in our life is that God uses people. God uses people 
to change your story. Do you know the last time I checked, when you got a, you know, like when any of us have gotten a check, it doesn't say signed God. People sign that check. God's not writing checks. God's not running a dealership. God's not running a business. God's, God uses people. And getting the right people in your life, it's, it's, it's life-changing. Being in, like, there's nothing sweeter than being at the right place, the right time, and the right people are in your life. And we all have those moments that we can look back and we say, that person, they spoke into my life. What they said to me, it changed my life. It was a, a power relationship. And I want to talk about that for just a few moments because, listen, I, I'm not talking about just friends. Because I know some of you are kind of pushing back and you're, you're like, man, Pastor Stephen, this relationship series is not for me. Have you seen how many Facebook friends I've got I've got like 800, and they all love that I post political stuff. <laughs> they all love that I repost stuff all the time. Every joke I see, I repost it. And, man, my, my friends just love me. I'm not talking about, some of you are like, what? Uh, uh, I'm not talking about those kind of friends. And, in fact, I just want to say this to you, that do you know that sociologists are actually, they're worried about our culture because of what social media is, is doing to us, and it's, it's starting to change how we define friendship. And in fact, that, do you know that, again, think about this, if 10 years ago, if you made, if you were at home and you just like broke down and you thought, Man, I'm going to make me some pancakes. How many of y'all love good pancakes? Like the good fluffy ones. And you made you some bacon, and you were like, man, I got five pieces of bacon. and Four, two, I don't know how many bacons you eat. And you made you some pancakes. Like, you did, 10 years ago, you didn't get on the phone and call 20 of your friends and tell them that you made pancakes and had bacon. Like, for one, it was a lot of work. You had to go find the phone. Because a lot of us didn't even have the, 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 the ones that you could pull off. That, like, most of us had the one with the long cord that you had to stretch it clear across the house. Man, you were uptown. But you didn't call all those people. Now you can go post on, on social media like anything you do. Every time you go to the bathroom, you can say, just went to the bathroom. <laughs> Love and life. I got to be careful what I'm saying. <laughs> that sociologists are, are concerned about also because we're actually more concerned about our online image than we are having face-to-face -face friendships. And really what's happening is that we are, you know, you can talk about people being financially impoverished, we are living in a day that we are relationally impoverished. And we, we don't 
really, and again, I think our, there's a lot of dynamics happening. Our culture's changing, and so many things are changing. But when you begin to go back and you begin to start looking at God's word, you begin to understand that relationships are a big deal. Relationships are not just some nice little thing that we're supposed to be nice to everybody. Hey, we're Christians, now we need to be nice and I need to kind of be friendly to people because I go to church and I'm a church person or whatever. As a Christ follower, and, and, and again, we just kind of like, we, we underestimate the power of people in our life and the power of friendships, the spiritual spiritual friendships that we can have in our life. What does it mean to have a power friendship or a spiritual friendship? It's these are the people in our life that, that they can actually like help us pay attention to what God is saying to, our life, to us. They can actually uh, show us how God is working in our life. They can help us notice whenever we're moving away from God or moving towards God. It's having a power relationship, a, a spiritual friendship with, with individuals in your life. So you might be one friend away from changing the course of your destiny. One friend. One person that God puts in your life that becomes this power friendship, this spiritual friend in your life that you, that they, they can speak into your life and it is life-changing. Do you know that when God gets ready to transition you from one job to another or God changes or transitions you out of a season in your life, God will use people? God will put people in your life, and most of us are, are underestimating this. And it, it, is it a wonder that the enemy fights us? This is the number one area that the enemy fights us in, and it is in relationships. So you got to, like, back up a little bit and understand what's going on here and go back to even to the beginning I know some of us are like, man, I just, you know, I'm 50 or, or, or 60 or I'm 40 or I'm 30. And like when I was 20, I needed a friend. I don't need a friend anymore. I've got my spouse and we're buddies and we hang out and, and that's great. But I want to, let me ask you this, is that could it be maybe that the reason why you're having marriage problems is that you don't have a, a friend outside of your marriage? And I'm not talking about somebody of the opposite sex. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> y'all think I can't see you. <laughs> I see y'all, and I see your look on your face, and y'all are like, like, come on, y'all. Somebody of the opposite sex, somebody telling you, speaking into your life, telling you, like, hey, what you're doing is not right. It's a power relationship. It's a it's a spiritual friendship that that person that speaks into your life. Now, go back to the beginning in Genesis. You, when God put Adam and Eve, and it was a perfect, just perfect environment for relationships. The Bible says that we walked with God, and, and it was beautiful, and, and God gave 
Adam, Eve, and, and because he said that it's not good for man to be alone, and, and, and it was just beautiful. And you begin to see chapter after chapter how that relationship with one another began to be broken through sin. And you get Cain and Abel that brought sin and brought murder. And the enemy loves to use sin to destroy our power relationships. And part of the reason why we have a lot of friends, but we don't have spiritual friends, we don't have power friendships in our life is that, again, the sin has separated us from being able to make that connection. And, and, and the, the whole story of the Bible is God uh, reconciling this fractured relationship, our relationship with God and with people. And, and this is why God gave us the Ten Commandments, and you look at the first five of the ten, it's about restoring the fractured relationship with God, and the, the second part, the, the last five, are about restoring the, the fractured relationship with one another. Why? Because God knows that what changes your life is your relationship with God and relationship with people, and how many of you know that because of sin... We don't have the ability left to our own selves. We don't treat people well. We couldn't do this. And so Jesus comes along and he comes and dies on the cross, sacrifices his life for us. Why? So that our sins would be forgiven. And that then in, in turn, now we have a, a new way to have one another relationships. This is why in John 13, 34, it says this, Jesus, this is his words, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. A new command. So what, what begins to happen, and you can look in Romans 15, 7, it says, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you. How can you accept people in your life? It's that you do it through the lens of how Jesus Christ treated you. See, what I want to help you get past and again, if you're taking notes today, I, I want you to really see this, is that spiritual friendships are power-driven. Again, they are power-driven. The Bible is full of stories of power relationships. You think about Saul of Tarsus, which was, was, was Paul's name before he, he was converted. And the Bible tells us, you go look at his, he needed God to change his life. And there was a man by the name of Ananias. And God spoke to Ananias and he said, I need you to go pray over Saul of Tarsus because I'm getting ready to use him in a powerful way. If you know anything about the Bible, most of the New Testament was written by the Apostle Paul. God used Ananias in a powerful way. The Bible tells us, if you go look and see it, that actually God used Ananias to pull the scales off of his of Paul's eyes. In other words, Paul was blind, and when Ananias prayed over him, now he could see. Do you know that God's going to give you power relationships, people in your life that are going to help you see things you don't see? 
that you're going to see your life in a different way. This is why, listen to me, I'm asking you today, do you have power relationships? Do you have spiritual friendships in your life? Barnabas was another friend of one of these power relationships of the Apostle Paul. Do you know that the Apostle Paul gets saved and then nobody wants to let him come speak? Everybody's scared of him. Because he used to kill Christians and now he's wanting to go preach and, and, and he can't. And Barnabas says to the whole church, he says, listen, I've seen the change in his life. I want you to open the door for him to let him come speak. Do you know that God will use, when you get power relationships and power friendships in your life, God will use them to open doors for you? God will use people in your life. And most of us, we're like, man, I don't know, Pastor. Like, like where am I going to go find one? And you're, you're probably like wondering, like, why don't we all just stand up and let's play the mingle, mingle game? How many of y'all have played mingle, mingle? All the people that were in youth ministries remember that. You just kind of get people in a room and you, t- you say, mingle, mingle, mingle. And everybody mingles around with the music. And when the music stops, you got to get a partner. How many of y'all think that's a good idea for us to do that today? No. Like, don't you wish you could just get a close friend like that? But if if you'll be open to it, if you'll begin to stop being passive about it, start understanding there is a power relationship that God wants to put in my life, and I'm going to start looking for it. See, so many of us, man, we are passive when it comes to our relationships. I heard about a husband and wife. I know it was Valentine's Friday, so I got to kind of throw out a little relationship marriage. This husband and wife were having problems, and the wife was like, man, my husband has no initiative. He has... He's like so passive, and they go to therapy, and they're in front of the counselor, and they're talking, and she's like... Sir, you just got to understand my husband, he has no initiative, no passion. He's so passive, he just kind of just sits there. And the counselor knew he needed to do something dramatic to get the husband's attention. So he walks up to the, the guy's wife and he just leans over and gives, a, gives her a big old, like, wet kiss in the mouth. And the man, husband just looks at him and the, the, the therapist turns to the husband and he says, sir, this is what your wife needs all the time in her life. You, this is what she needs. And the husband looked back at the therapist and he said, okay, well, I'll have her here every Tuesday and every Friday. <laughs> Y'all, it's hard to tell a joke in front of y'all. It's 9.30. But we're so passive, and we don't understand, and we don't have this initiative to say, you know what, I need a spiritual friend in my life. I need this powerful friendship, this power friendship. Listen, God wants to put an Ananias, a Barnabas in your life. Go read in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. It says this, we face conflict from every direction. 
with battles on the outside and fear on the inside, but God who encourages those who are discouraged. He says, I had problems on the outside, but I had like this deep problem on the inside. How many of you know that it, it, it's bad when you got it going on in the inside? And it says, but God who encourages those who are discouraged encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. God wants to give you an Ananias. God wants to send a Barnabas, a Titus in your life that will speak into your life. Do you have that kind of relationship? I think of Naaman. Naaman was this famous general. And he had a a death sentence on his life through the, the disease that he had. He had leprosy, and, and it would, would be comparable to, to cancer. It was just devastating to him. Do you know that his, his and so many times we think our power relationships got to be, well, man, I got to go find some, like somebody that really, like some of us have this. The reason why we don't have any power relationships and, and spiritual friends in our life, it's because our expectation is so high, and we're, we're looking for the perfect person. And do you know that, that the person that made a difference in his life, the power relationship, it was his maid? His maid was the one that spoke into his life and told him what he needed to do. Do you know that God's going to put people in your life that are going to be power relationships that you never thought they could be? Sometimes we want to go, man, it's got to be somebody has got a lot of money and really successful. Maybe it's, it's, it's the janitor at your, at your business that you begin to pay attention to them and God speaks into, in, into your life. You know, two weeks ago, Brad and I, Pastor Brad and I were, were in Kennedale. Um, Kennedale, yeah. Some of y'all don't know, there's, there is a gold mine in Kennedale. There is salvage yards over there. I love going over there. It is so much fun. And you go out there, and it's mud, like with all this rain and stuff, it's been amazing. Because it's all muddy, and there's all these wrecked cars, and Pastor Brad needs some parts for his, his car. And we go out there two weeks ago, and we're walking around, and we go with this guy, this older man that was just filthy, so greasy, and Brad and I look like a couple little pretty boys. We're over there tiptoeing around in the mud, and we're like, and we're looking at these parts, and we're talking, and the guy turns around, and he says to me, you're a pastor, aren't you? And I'm like, how'd you know? I said, my hair getting too big on the top. I didn't think I looked, I didn't look, I wasn't dressed any different than y'all would be. And I asked him, I said, How'd you, how did you guess it? And he said, you have a gleam about you. You have a gleam about you. And I was like, I, I was laughing and, about it. And I was like, Brad, he, he guessed that I was a pastor. And then we walked inside and another guy was used by the enemy. Because the man behind the register asked me if I was Pastor Brad's dad. <laughs> but you, that, what, 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 that wasn't funny. <laughs> but you know, all day long I couldn't get it out of my head that he saw something on me. 
he saw some, like an anointing on my life. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, there are so many days that I look at myself and I'm like, I don't have an anointing of God on my life. But him speaking in my life like that, it was like, you know what, God's, he's put something around me. There, there is an anointing on my life that God's using me. It gave me this boldness. See, God, God wants to put those kind of people in your life. I think of Elijah and Elisha and the relationship that they had together. You know, Elisha looks at Elijah and he says, I want what you got. And I, in fact, I want a double portion of what you got. Elijah tells Elisha, well, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to walk with me. You're going to have to hang out with me. And Elisha was a farmer and he was a successful farmer. In fact, to tell, the Bible tells us that he had like seven John Deere tractors. <laughs> he had seven oxen and, and, and plows. And in fact, he had people working for him. And Elijah was so determined to be in a power relationship. The Bible tells us that he broke his plow. He said, I'm going with you. And Elisha began to follow Elijah. And Elijah wasn't catering to him. He just kind of took off walking and he had to go. There, there was no convenience to this. Do you know that power relationships will never be convenient? A lot of us, we're like, you, somebody will tell you, hey, let's go to coffee. And, and you know that, that that could be the possibility of that spiritual friendship that God's trying to put in your life. Or, or hey, let's go have breakfast together. And you're like, man, I don't know if I can. Or, or you'll hear us talk about going to a life group to get connected and, and get to know people. And you're like, man, I would go to life group. But, you know, Wednesday nights is when my show comes on. Or Tuesday night, that, that, you know, that's, that's when I pet my dog. Oh, Monday night, oh. And we're like, we're like a culture that's like, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, this even affect, infects the church. Where we got like, to almost beg people to get in relationship, and I'm like, you don't know what you're missing. When you get in those power relationships, see, again, this is the, the one another's. When you begin to bring those one another's, is, is you, you got to get past the, this, the one another's that you see in the Bible are what begins to create those power relationships in your life. When you begin to understand that, again, spiritual friendships are grace-driven. That they are, are grace-driven. That's why it says in Romans 15, 7, accept one another, then just as Christ accepted you. Be devoted to one another in love. They're grace-driven. You know, so many of us are, are, are like, we're so critical. We're like, you know what I'm looking for? We'll go, man, I need a power relationship, and I need a spiritual friend in my life, and then we'll like get, get close to somebody, and you're like, man, these people are messed up. I don't want to be their friend. Because you'll start hearing their faults and their flaws. And do you know that God will sometimes use, the more honest and sincere you are, you get in, like, there's a sweet spot when you get in a power relationship and a spiritual friendship 
where you're with, with a friend and they talk to you about their struggles and they start telling you, man, I struggled with this addiction and it was destroying me. But you know what? God changed my life and the, the words of God changed my life. It begins to sink deep inside of your soul. It's grace-driven. You can accept one another, forgive one another, love one another, honor one another when you step in and understand that spiritual friendships, they're grace-driven. Spiritual friendships are are trust-driven also. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Power relationships, spiritual friendships don't happen if you don't submit yourself. There's this humility that you, you bring yourself to a place that, that I, I submit myself to this person. And I, listen, that's, that's not a, I know that our world's made that a weird word. And we're all like, we live in a culture that it's got to be like, man, I'm doing it and this is about me and I'm not submitting myself to anybody. And, and you know that, that there's power when you submit yourself to somebody and you have accountability. And you ask somebody to say, you know what, this is an area that I'm struggling with. Would you hold me accountable to that? Would you, would you be that power friendship that loves me like, like you know, when you're fully known and fully loved, it's a beautiful thing. When you have a friend and somebody that you trust enough that can speak the truth into your life, a lot of us can't remember the last time our life actually changed for the better because we can't remember the last, some, last time somebody really told us the truth. You know that the truth can be painful? You know the story of Elijah and Elisha and Elisha following Elijah. And one of the places that they went to was Gilgal. And Gilgal is the place of pain. And the reason why it's a place of pain is that's where, where, where the Israelites were circumcised. And how many of you know that circumcision is not a happy place? But it, it, it's, a, it's a place of pain. And sometimes when you get in those true power, spiritual friendships in your life, that there, there's going to be pain because it's painful to hear the truth about something about your life that you're like, man, that was, that's painful. But you know what? They're right. My attitude or my anger and my, my arrogance or, or whatever it is about your life that somebody speaks into your life, it It hurts. Do you know that God's not always trying to bless you? I know a lot of us have watched a little bit too much Christian TV, and we kind of think that all God wants to do is bless us. And listen, God loves us, and he wants to bless us, but do you know that God's also trying to kill you? He's not trying to kill you physically, but there's a part of you, your flesh, that he's trying to, to get it to die. The bitterness, the anger, all of the, the resentment, the flesh side of you that is, he's trying to get that to die. And how, how do you know when, when something's dead? 
It's when somebody throws dirt on you and it doesn't affect you. And you think about your relationships with people and they're imperfect and, and you start walking with somebody and, and they're going to say stuff that's going to offend you. They're going to say things that are going to hurt you and being able to get to a place that say, you know what, I'm dying to myself and I, I, trust, I trust that God's put that person in my life. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to kind of wrap it up. This is hard work. The type of power friendships that I'm talking about, they take a lot of work. It's an investment that you value it enough that you understand the words of Jesus Christ. He began to teach and walk and by example. He surrounded himself with the disciples. Why? Because he was showing us community. When he began to communicate that the, the two most important things that you need to do is love God and love others. What, like, I thought I just, like, I need to love God. No, you, you need to love God, love people because you need people in your life. And the way that you can love people in such a way that you can have those power relationships and those deep spiritual friendships that are, those people aren't perfect, but God uses them, is that you do the one another's in how God has treated you. How he has been towards you is how you translate it into bringing about those relationships in your life. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you, God, for your love. And Lord, I pray that you would speak into our lives today. Father, help us, all of us, to set aside our stubbornness and our, our pride and our arrogance that makes us believe we can do this on our own. And Lord, if it's stepping into a life group and beginning to build those new friendships, those power relationships that we need, then God, help us to do that. Father, I pray that all of us in this place would begin to have an anticipation that you are right now sending somebody into our life. May we wake up tomorrow morning with this anticipation that somebody is going to walk into our life. And they are going to be the power relationships that we need. Father, I thank you that, God, you transform our lives. And I thank you for the people that you are sending. God, I thank you in advance for the work that you are doing through relationships. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you have been encouraged by the ministry of Creekwood Church and would like to partner with us financially, you can give securely online at creekwoodchurch.com or on our Creekwood Church app. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.